Okay, I, 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 I always promise the... Uh, let's see. Let's try to get the... Uh, I always promise the sponsor that we're going to definitely mention uh, them. And... Uh, uh, it's actually from one family today. Uh, two brothers, the Bitone brothers, and their brother-in-law who married their sister, Chaim. So I want to thank them for really coming through um, and being uh, to be mentioning. It's actually a Priam's father's yard site today. I was zeicha uh, to be him, and that was two years ago. Today on this date on Beisel, so it should be it should have an Elias neshama and see a lot of nachas. He should see a lot of nachas from his children, uh, his, the two brothers, the Bitone brothers. One is for their father, uh, Victor. And uh, and for David Ben Tamar, uh, I know it's a very close, dear friend of the family as well. Uh, and again, thinking about being maskier. Are these uh, your misfollowing? How do you know? <laughs> when you're well, you know what? I, I, Yankee, I have to do whatever I can to try to raise the money. So it's, sometimes it's my misfollowing, and sometimes it's people who happen to wander in the shul and happen to. Right? But they actually, um, they are people that daven with me. I, I'm sort of like, I run sort of like the Spanish Dominion there. So, uh, but they're very, very wonderful people. And uh, without, a, without, without missing a beat, uh, they said, yeah, we're going to be Maktish. Uh, this year, so we're going to have it. Uh, uh, we're going to have it. Okay, so um, it should be only a Zikarno and that's for them. And really, and when you think about being Moscow and that's off, when you think about being uh you were just mentioning it the other just a minute ago the idea of, of getting older, uh, of, of going into the little uh I, I think that really gets to the heart of what we're going to be talking about, which is the idea of being Masalik, someone and actually removing someone. Uh, possibly from the Besden, maybe uh, in, in terms of whether he's whether he's actually uh, poised to serve or whether he's a person who can serve, considering he's reached a certain age. So let's get started. Um, uh, I, I want to start with the sources, and I, I don't want to uh, get too far off. Let's start with the sources uh, the way we uh, sent it to you. Okay? So we'll start with... If it's, uh, Got the got the mark working here. Okay, so all right, uh, it starts with the Mishnayos, um, and we know this is Parsha Shoftim, uh, the mitzvah being uh, having judges according to the system that the Torah lays out for us, the way Torah Shabbal Ped determines it for us. It's really this is really the mitzvah of having this system, um, and the system, of course, as the Rambam explains. Uh, the heart of the system is the Sanhedrin Agodol. Uh, the, so it's not really a Supreme Court. Uh, it's really a place that almost more like the questions as we've talked about that nobody else can answer. Uh, they do deal with certain capital cases that the first paragraph of Sanhedrin uh, talks about. Um, but one of the issues that, that comes up is what are the requirements to be on that august body? What are the requirements and what things uh, eliminate you from consideration? In other words, let, let's go with the let's go with an obvious that you have to have the wisdom and knowledge and understanding to know what the topic you're dealing with and to be inventive and creative. But let's just assume that that is obviously number one. <laughs> you can't be on that body unless you have used your mind and you are actually adept at thinking and arguing. But what things, considering a person would have that skill, would mean that he couldn't be part of the Sanhedrin? So the Mishnah in Sanhedrin talks about, uh, gives you this indicator by talking about the difference between the most august body, the body of 70 or 71, and then you have the 23, the best of 23. Um, now, the good, as, I, as you see here, the big one is 71, and that's learned out from the, the, the events that occur in Sefer Bamidbar, Parchas Baloscha, when Moshe says, I need some people with me, I need to have the 70 elders, and that's really the template for that tremendous body uh, that still continued to exist within up until the time, a little bit before the Churban of the second Beis HaMikdash. But besides that, of course, there was the courts of 23, Esrim Vishlosha. Uh, the courts of 23, as, as, as it's clear from a lot of places, were also called Sanhedre. The Raman calls them Sanhedre. Rashi calls it Sanhedre. The word Sanhedre 
refers, although again, it's a, a Greek word like a synod or a senate, um, the word Sanhedrin or Sanhedrin refers to those types of courts, either the most august body that there was, or any of the of the, what's called the minor of 23 courts. Now, the unique aspect of that court of 23, those of you who are in Dafyomi can give me the answer in a half a second, is that they deal with capital cases. Capital cases are unfortunately prevalent uh, throughout uh, our society. So that's the capital cases. That's called the 23s for capital <laughs> cases. Now, the Mishnah uh, uh, indicates here the difference between capital cases, because we know that Dine Mamanot uh, are everywhere as well. In fact, of course, much more prevalent. Uh, and Dine Mamanot, uh, as we know, is a best in the three. But what are the differences in procedure? So the Mishnah uh, uh, indicates a whole bunch, a number of differences. Of course, the number is essential, 3 to 23. And most of what's mentioned here, and I just want to show you here, because this is crucial to our discussion, is that Dine Mamanot post from Bengal school Spain now there's any moments, you know, if I take Mark to, to Din and say you owe me thousand dollars and we go to court here, we have our three Dayanim here, we have Yankee, Hilly, and, and, and Yossi. So they are gonna neither of us are really the ones that you have to have more Rahmanas on, right? And there's really either way, when they start discussing the case, they can discuss it either, okay, you think he can prove his case, let's get let's make Mark guilty, let's make Avram guilty. So either way, it's it's pretty much the same thing, right? Right? Dine Nefoshos, since it's a case, well, I don't want to mention anybody by name, but let's say Mordechai uh, Blank is accused of killing Daniel. So there, when the Bezdin starts discussing it, the first thing starts discussing is, of course, how innocent can he be? Did, right? Let's think about why he can be innocent. Um, and that, which shows you that the principle, of course, is is that we want to save human life. We want to be honest. But there's a mitzvah to do whatever we can. The Bezdin is not to kill. Of course, everybody knows the Mishnah in, in, in Makos and other places that's brought down that if a Bezdin kills once in 40 years or 70 years, it's called, right? It's called different Yusos, right? It's, it's called a Bezdin of, of Ratzonim, etc. So we know that it didn't happen often. Uh, but I'm not really zeroing in on where, where, how it happened or when it happened, but the requirements were that the procedure was all geared to save the person. Um, and that's why you have to have more than a majority of one. And that's why the Mishnah says, you're Dine Mamanos Machzir and Bein Lusfus Bein Lachova. In other words, when it comes to Dine Mamanos, and it turns out these three guys made a mistake, we can call the case back no matter what. But when it comes to Dine Nefoshos, and it turns out that really Mordechai shouldn't, got, shouldn't have gotten off by killing Hillel, it's too late. Once you've been found uh, innocent, uh, even though new information has surfaced, and you might say, oh, it's for the public good to bring this guy back, we don't want to let a murderer out. We've talked about that before in other classes, how the rabbis are still going to keep an eye on this guy. But we're not going to retry him. Um, similarly, when it comes to Dine Momenos, of course, Everybody, even students in the front row who aren't yet ready, uh, can raise their hand and say, I have a way to save the guy. When it comes to Dine uh, Nefoshos, I'm saying everybody, but they cannot, if they want to say how they can put the guy to death, uh, we say, no, you don't, you're not ready to talk yet here. We can't hear what you have to say. In other words, we close our ears to it and we say, listen, we'll, we'll deal with it. Um, here's one of the interesting ones that... Uh, that when we have something in a, in, a, in a capital case, and the main thing, of course, in any Dintora is not the drama of the courtroom, of the testimony. The real drama, the real element that occurs in any case of a Bezdin, I can tell you this, is the discussion that occurs among the panel, among the Rabbanim, among the Dayanim. It's called the Masavamata. And in the time of the Mishnah, there were actually secretaries that were there writing what the people were saying and reminding the people if they have to come back the next day what it was that they had argued. And here's a very interesting thing which I want to share with you. It says here that when it comes to Dine Mominot, if you were in the middle of negotiations, it's up here, Malabin Chova, you could at one point you were thinking, well, you know, I think that uh, Mark owes him the money. So the guy can change his mind in the middle of negotiations. Malamed Schut. Malamed Schut, 
Well, let's say there was one Dayan that was deciding. He thought originally that Mark didn't owe me the money, but then when he heard those other arguments, he can actually make the argument, just like the Gemara sometimes does, and say, you know what, I think you guys are right. In fact, I even know why you're right. And he can actually flip, uh, make a 180-degree turn from where he was. When it comes to Dinah Nefashas, though, we actually do an artificial damping, dampering of the arguments. We say that in the, the negotiations, in the discussions, that it's true, if somebody can switch from being a guilty vote to a, uh, a, a life-saving vote, In other words, if you were in the middle of discussing and you actually thought that Mordechai shouldn't be put to death for killing Daniel, and then you were hearing all these other arguments, you can't change your mind. Well, wait, wait, wait. So Rashi explains why. So I want to show you this Rashi. So I think this really elevates what we're trying to do. Can I answer a question? Sure. Dine are they keeping in mind for the person's benefit or for society's benefit? I mean, it seems to be going for the truth, but if, if they kill once in 70 years, they're a death panel. Like, you're right. What, whose benefit are they okay. doing? Okay, so you, you, what you're saying, I think I've mentioned this here and this year a couple of times. I've never, I definitely mentioned it once. I don't know if it was, it might have been before the lunch alarm explosion. <laughs> but I mentioned the uh, statement of uh, uh, of uh, Ramir Shapiro, who was uh, elected as a uh, not only was he the head of the yeshiva, everybody knows he was the brains behind or the idea behind Yomi and a very charismatic person. But he also was on the Polish parliament. He was what was called the Diet, um, not to be confused with the diets that some of us should be going on the diet. It should be. This was the, uh, the, the, the he, was, he was actually voted in, and therefore he actually he had to deal with a lot of officials. And people, of course, saw this man with a great long beard and, and a, a very striking presence. And uh, people wondered. And he actually showed that he was quite conversant <coughs> with the system. And, you know, somebody came over to him and said, I found, Rabbi, I found this statement in your Talmud, in, in, in the Mechilta, actually. It says that Tov Shevimitzrim Harov, which sounds like the best of the mystery of the non-Jews. How can you be in the How can you be in this parliament if your system is all about your anti the rest of the world? You actually say the best, best going, the dead going, right? How, how could you believe that? So he says you're putting the comma in the wrong place. It doesn't say that. It doesn't mean Tov Shevimitzrim Harov. It should be Tov. It's one good thing. And a very good thing that the non-Jewish world has, Shiva Mitzrim, that when it comes to, uh, when it comes in their system, Harog, they kill people. Because our system lets criminals off the hook. Our system, which lets people go free, in a way, is not so great for society. Your society actually might work better. So he owned up. He, although he was trying to, uh, he was trying to eliminate. It was sort of a apologia, right? But he owned up to the fact that yeah, there are. There, we are going to let some people off, but we are preserving a certain sense of of, 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 of sanctity of life that we hope. Again, this is me talking. Not uh, that will somehow filter through. And if this idea of the sanctity of human life becomes so much part of our society, then we're going to have less, definitely less. Uh, murders and other type of things like that. But hopefully the sanctity of how, how important your life is that you won't do uh, acts of idol worship and you won't be Machal Shabbat and you won't do anything that endangers your immortal soul and that it can stay in this world longer. So it could be by the rabbis, you know, and it's really not the rabbis, they, they learn it out from the psukim. This is the way they extract it from the Torah, that we have a command to try to save people. So it could be what that does is really generates a sense of the significance of life and, and, and how important it is. So the fact that there's going to be a couple, a couple of bad apples that are going to slip out, um, we think that in the long run, society is going to be better served. I just want to show you one example. I hope that answers your question, David. So, if a gemara mukamay b'shas ma'asim b'matan hu de'layachzer, why? So, look at this Rashi. The fact that you tell this person artificially—I know you're hearing the arguments—but it's like a party game. You've got to argue the point that you said before. So, even though he's hearing all these other arguments, we force him to stick to his guns. So, he's got to be inventive. So, who machazer acharayos lahamidvaro? 
because now it's, he's got his own stake here. So even though most of the, his, his logical brain and most of his uh, desire would be to throw in with, the, with everybody else, we force him to play Lone Wolf. We force him to play Henry Fonda. We force him to try to catch that one, I'm sure. So what he has to do is... 12 Angry Men. Yes, you got it. So what he has to do is basically make the argument, even though he's not sure it's right. He's hearing logic the other way. And this way, we actually have some proof that maybe he'll win. Because since he's forced to say, to, to justify that this man should live, He's going to have to com- he's have to combat those arguments and think hard. And just like when any of us are in any sort of game, we're going to try to we're going to want to win. So we're going to use that element, that almost competitive intellectual element within him, to come up with an idea that could really save the guy. So that's what happens when we're dealing with a dinner. Is this only overnight? No, this is actually well. This is when they're negotiating. In other words, when they're negotiating. Once you say I'm, I'm for this guy, okay, that's, can't a, change. Okay, that's another thing, okay. right? In other words, once you say you're for this guy, and then let's say you were the second or third guy to speak, and then Eric spoke, and then Mayor spoke, and then uh, Nachman spoke, and then they all were saying, "Hmm, they seem to be right." No, I, I want to change my mind. No, no. David, you can't change your mind. You need to stick to your guns, and you're going to have to respond to the points that they're saying. They're going to bring a proof. He's going to bring a proof, and you're going to have to dig deep into that well of, of brilliance and understanding, and you're going to have to try to parry and thrust and figure out a way to actually save the guy. Otherwise, people would fold. That's the normal situation when you're hearing something that sounded a little more logical. Now, hold on. Rashi says that Abba B'Shaz Din, and this is what Hilly wanted to say, Shekvar Chozer Al-Kolatzdodin, right? After the when when it comes, push comes to shove, when we're actually voting, it could be the next day, but it looks okay. like we're going to determine he dies. Then he'll, he's closer, Muhammad Chovah. Then he is allowed to change his psaq. Not everybody agrees with this Rashi, but this is the way Rashi learns based on the Gemara. The Gemara has a discussion about Tzamachlekes and the Gemara later. It's two different treatises about Marayim, the way I remember. So I'll call upon him. The point, though, is Rashi's quoting that opinion. I just want you to see the idea of the lengths that we're going to go. All right? Okay, so now. Similarly, this is right, if we write, as you can see, when it comes to Dine Nefoshos, it's got to be a daytime psaac. No, we don't go long uh, journey into night and, and Paskin at the end. It's got to be Paskin during the day. You do come back. Um, when it comes to Dine Nefoshot, if you can get them off, then you can be a one-day deal, innocent. But if it looks like you're going to find him guilty, this is what David was talking about, then we go till the next day, and we reconvene. Okay. Um, similarly, when it comes to Dine Momenos, we do the logical thing. We have a bunch of people sitting there, and there's one person who has the most experience. We didn't get to being old yet. But he has the most experience, and he's maybe the most brilliant, and he has the title as the Av Bezdin. So let's hear what he has to say, right? When it comes to a, uh, a monetary case, or even any case, you know, is, is beefalo kosher, whatever it is, whatever the discussion is about, is this thing Tahar or Tameh? You start with the most uh, impressive person. When it comes to Dini Nefoshos, though, we actually start with the younger people. We actually start with the people on the side, because we don't want them to be intimidated. We actually want to hear young ideas, new ideas, and we don't want intimidation. And then, all right, so these are some of the principles here. Okay, the last one is already getting close to what we are referring to. It says everybody can paskin on Dine Momenos. Everyone can become a judge. So this seems to, this seems to indicate that no matter who you are, uh, regardless of age as well, you can be a judge. Um, but when it comes to the Nefoshos, we'll talk about age in a second, there was a special, and it's kind of, there was a family uh, genetic issue here, that it has to be people who can marry, whose daughters can marry Kohana. Okay. Now, again, I'm not going to, again, it's, it sounds a little bit, what? A person who comes from a certain family, he cannot. So we'll see what it is that, why there's a certain idea of a family. I don't know if we're going to get to that today. But you do see here that there is a certain stickler for the type of person. Okay. Next. All right. Um, all right. So the Gemara actually uh, discusses. Uh, there's a there's a there's a debate of whether 
um, to do dinner nefoshos, again, when you see dinner nefoshos, you have to be of a certain uh, genetic standard. That's what the Gabara says. Um, now, Rashi on Dafyud Zion mentions that Rashi adds something else here. He says, not only do you have to be of a certain genetic standard, domin lecha, okay, so here, let's say Moshe was the best DNA. Why is Moshe the best DNA? Well, his father was Amram, right? And uh, his father was, who was Amram, right? Kos, right? And it's, it's, you're saying genetically, but it's, it, it's not genetically, it's... You're talking about Mamza. I'm talking about he was a Mamza. A Mamza is not a. In other words, he was Mamza. In other words, he was Mamza. In other words, we know clear. Right. We know exactly where Moshe came from. We know that Moshe, there was no issues. Gene- Genealogically. Right, right. Even though he, his, his, the relationship that spawned him would have been a relationship that would have been also later because he was spawned by his aunt and his, and right, his father. His father, uh, his father's wife was his aunt, as we know. But that wasn't us in the time of the Torah. Basically, he's meyuchas. That's what we say, he's meyuchas. But one other thing about Moshe. Menukim mimum. He doesn't have a mum. As Moshe, as the Torah says, at the end of his life, even, again, he was, he was solid, powerful. The Midrashim talk about that even in the 40th year, he was in a, he attacked, right? That's where he attacked Og, and etc. So he was definitely in good shape. He didn't have any physical defects. So that's another thing that it sounds like the Sanhedrin, and that's 23 and 70, one of the requirements, although they have to definitely, uh, their their point is to be uh, looking for the sanctity of life, but there does seem to be certain specifications about the type of people they are. They have to be miyuchasim. They cannot be mamzerim. They can't be even gerim. Uh, and they also uh, can't have an obvious physical defect. That's what it sounds like. Now, it also sounds like divorced, right? Because had they been divorced, no, 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 because can't can't marry a client. That's a woman. No, but that women are not the only right, right, right. So, right. In other words, a divorced man, a divorced man doesn't become non meyuchas. His uh-huh. child could still marry a Cohen. Okay. Now, but you're right, a cholo might be a problem. A cholo might be a problem. A Cohen cholo might be a problem. Rabbi Yochanan, who is lived after the time of the Mishnah, uh, also says that when it comes to Sanhedrin, now Sanhedrin means 23 and 70, not 3. So he actually comes up with some other points here. Balei Koma, Balei Chochma, Balei Mara, Balei Zikna, Balei Kshofim. Now it's clear from the Rishonim some of them I sent you, that this order, not everybody had this order. Again, as someone, you know, I always, you know, uh, I always, I, I don't think I've ever, I have a brother who's <coughs> and a son who's that way, and I've always been a little bit frustrated. I don't have a Napoleon complex, I know that, but I am a little frustrated. I wish I was as tall as my brother was. But the first thing mentioned here is a person of height, Balikoma. Somebody, I, right, the very first thing is mentioned is Balikoma. It's interesting. Now, again, I was happy when I found the, the Ramah, uh, he's first one. He actually uh, interplaces. Chachma first. But Balikoma doesn't mean a person of stature. No. Okay. It is physical. The more brings the Moshe was ten times tall. I know that Moshe. Okay. So you're right. There are some. Uh, there are some that say that this does not mean you have to be. Uh, you, know, you have to be six two or six three or whatever. So we'll get to a second. So some say Chochmah should be number one. But there's a discussion, of course, what Chochmah means. Because you could say, of course you have to be a Chochmah in Torah, right? The Rambam actually seems to interpret the idea of Chochmah means Chochmah in the world, what's going on, and that he understands, you know, certain situations going to come up. Otherwise, how are they going to Paskin? Because a lot of uh, cases, yes or no, might be dependent on certain scientific a- aspects, other things that's going on in the world. So he can't just be a guy who reads, you know, uh, Scientific American, you know, once in a while. It has to be someone who's actually uh, a person of, of, of wisdom in some way. Okay, so that's a Bali Chochma. Bali Mara, okay? Listen, I don't get it. People Magazine, I mean, again, who's going to be voted the, a good-looking guy? You know, Bali Mara means, again, how do you determine this? You know, again, it's like, how do you decide? You're going to decide who's going to go on the Sanhedrin. And here's somebody who looks like Carl Walden. You're already going to say, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm saying, you're going to say, no, sorry. <clears throat> you know, you got a, you, you got a career in TV, but not here, okay? You can play the character actor, but you're not going to be, what, again, Bali Mara. 
Bale Zikna. Oh, so here we seem to see it's good to be old, right? It's good to have a sense of, right? Unless you want to say... Zakin doesn't always mean age. Okay, good, Yaki. So it could be, but then it should be Chokhmah. Right? What does it mean? Again, I'm going with the, I'm going with the assumption that if a guy doesn't know his way around the Shulchan Aruch, let's say, a way around to go through a sugi or understand how to think, he's not even going to be there. Come on, you're going to send him away. Here, the question is, you have different candidates, and, the, and here, this is a, 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 a this is a, 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 a directive. To from you know the head of the courts, who are we choosing? Okay, we got some people, right? You're making your, your your human resources. Who are we hiring here? So, this is the ones that Rabbi Yochanan says have to be there. Okay, so Bali Zikna, I would assume means that they're not a young pup. You know, there's someone who's already Rabbi Elizabeth uh, Benazaria. Oh, so that's the reason. It's a good question. Rabbi Elizabeth Benazaria. We know. Oh, so again, so that's a good question. How could he even be, come there if he might have been too young, right? If he was 17, according to the Yerushalmi. Oh, oh, so one second. So you're saying that because there's no <laughs> dinah nefoshes involved, sitting at Yavne, because the Gemara is mashma later in that same Gemara that Yavne. Had, had had a uh, had the same status, right? Because Mar says in Yavna there were four. Remember the Gemara. The Gemara quotes Yavna as indicating that Yavna, that type of body of, of, of wisdom, as I'm going to tell you, they didn't do the nefashos. But if there was a question of what the halacha was, whether this was chayuv or not, they could still pass it. Whether they would bring a carbon or not. That if they if everybody was sin, so you're saying that he's not part of the Sanhedrin? Okay. I don't know what <laughs> Okay, does everybody understand what's going on over here? Because okay, basically Yankee asked. We said over here that you have to be, you can't be a young pup. You have to at least have the sense of being an older person. Okay, well we all know one of the most famous. Heads of the, uh, 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 was was the Lazar ben Azaria. Everybody knows from Nagladishol Pesach, right? We all know the Gemara and Brachos of how he came to become, and yet he <laughs> seemed to have the statue of Zikma. He, he was he was a yeah, okay. maturity. Yeah. So this is something that this is something experience. that we're going to have to think about now. That these are not, even though it says Ein Moshev and Ella. Sometimes language sounds like it's prohibited, but it really isn't. In other words, and Mizarah tells us that his appearance changed. Yeah. So it, okay. was, more, it was more than that. Uh, so this yeah. could be the basis of There's Rashi that says Rashi says here in the Gemara. I'm just show you Rashi here that says, "Why does Rashi say you have to be a Bali Kamel Maret? Shetehei Emoson Muteles Al Abriyos." Aha. So in other words, not because that you should win, you know, you should the, the paparazzi should take pictures of you, but the reason why is that you should trust you. again, it's human nature that if somebody is a little bit bigger, walks in the room, right? So okay, you know, James Arnest walks in the room, he doesn't have to act, right? You're just scared of him right away, no matter what, right? Somebody is big. There's a certain sense of fear that it indicates, right? Even though yeah, you're standing up, and but people know who he is. So even though he's sitting down or during the, the during the decision making, you know what he's about. Similarly, the way he looks, people are afraid to argue with good-looking people. It's been shown in a lot of psychological studies that you're afraid, even though a good-looking person tells you the most ridiculous thing in the world, you hesitate before you disagree. So that's just the way Chazal, it's not because it's, it has to do with the fact that you need to be someone that people will listen to. Again, the emperor can't have no clothes. If, if, if part of the reason why people listen to the Bezdin and if they're making capital uh, decisions is because people have that type of respect for them. So, uh, again, I hate hearing this because I'm not so great at it, but Chitsonius is very important. It's a, it's a crucial external looks, it's an important aspect of leadership. And that's part of the reason why that's so like, like the statesmanship of the position. <laughs> because otherwise, if they're not, if people no, aren't scared it. when they come to Sanhedrin, they don't see that business of Gimel as something, and that they have a fear, not only the fear of God, they represent God, right? They represent the, the punishment of God, and therefore they have to be people that people somewhat hold something Sorry. bigger than them, something that scares them, in fact, to try to go against them, and of course to listen to them. Well, so, that's somewhat how the uh, Kohanim are described for, you know, to... 
Well, Kovan was the Ferris. Yeah. Right. I never, I don't, right. Now, it's true, but the Kohanim, uh, you know, I think there's yeah, a, by a they, they talk about, yeah. if they, if they, if they ask, if there, there is an idea that we actually don't send Kohanim up. Well, first of all, of course, serving the base on Mikdash, if they have a moon, they have an obvious defect. But I don't believe there's ever a thing that we're going to send um, a certain Kohanim to serve because of, you know, he's, he's taller or better looking. Uh, but because because the Kohanim, you're right. They have to. It comes to a point, and Mark speaks about if they have uh, various uh, warts or, 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 or over freckled in their hands, uh, they say they shouldn't do duchani. They shouldn't do the berachas Kohanim because people are sort of uh, not, they're not really absorbing the bracha. You know, they are just saying, "Oh wow, check that guy's hands out." Right. So, but there was there was such a sense by the Kohen Gadol. The Kohen Gadol, he would get a haircut. He was, true. There, 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 were, there were certain things that they had. That's true, and maybe. Appearance-wise, he had a big What? Okay. especially. All right, but again, correct me if I'm wrong. I did Mestach Hasiyum. I've done, I, we're going to contribute him in a couple of years. I don't remember there being a Kbeda that the Kohen Gadol, if there's a choice of two Kohen Gadol, that we go with one that's taller or better looking. Could be, you're right. I don't know. But my point, though, is here, when it comes to Sanhedrin, there is something about the effect they're going to have on you, okay? Then you have here, okay, Balik Shofim. Okay, so here's a very interesting debate. Rashi and many Rishonim say... When you scrolled down and said, Yeshua, I know you, I like that. Okay. I want to hear about this. Oh, you want to hear about this? Okay. Yeah. I actually was thinking of doing... I didn't think it would be great to send it out in the email here. I was thinking of doing the trial of Jesus. I was thinking of doing that. Maybe that we could oh, do yeah. in a couple of weeks. Which is this, and there is a lot of material, especially in the Gemara that we've had recently about judging an Arab Yontif. It actually comes up in the in, in, in the Gospels where they argue for Jesus that it's wrong to begin the capital case on Arab Pesach because that's when supposedly he was brought in. And there's a whole discussion actually in the in the uh, in the in the New Testament itself about whether we could actually have a case or not. Can you do a capital case against him? It seems to be based. So, but you know what? You you know what? If everybody wants to, and if you think that we won't get the run out of town, I don't mind. (laughs) We're just not. We're just not posting on Facebook. It's not Chancellorville. So you know, whatever was it? Charlottesville. So wherever it is, if you want to discuss the Talmudic discussion of, of, of the trial of Jesus, I don't mind doing that. Maybe we'll save that for a different time. But you're right. Here we see one of the reasons why. One of the reasons why the Sanhedrin had to be. Oh, able to to know magic, to know about magic. It's not because they should, you know, open a show in Vegas. The reason why they have to know about magic, oh, magic. is take a look at Rashi. In other words, there were magicians out there who, again, you know, a magician gets burned, he gets serefa, he gets warned. But of course, the magician says, okay, come on, you want to come and get me? I got my way out, I'll go to your bezin, and who knows, I'll put a whammy on you. So this way, they're going to be able to counter-magic them. So Rashi says that if they think they're going to use their magics to escape, they're not going to make it. Are we talking witchcraft or magic? Yeah. They're all the same. It's all the same. You want to go with voodoo, the black arts... Whatever you want to say. About a big, it's, big it's all the same thing. Well, legal, legal, oh, not, not and also, okay. and also to find the ones and to know, the, in other words, to be able to reveal the machashman. In other words, they're able to so expose, you know, like to expose the, the, the magicians out there who use the power of magic to say what was going on was really something miraculous. Um, and that's, of course, what they did. To out Kagon Yeshua Notsri, which does again, it's not in the Rashi. It's in the you'll find it in the in the Avarilan and, and in other places, but in most of the editions in the Gemara, there the, that's been censored out. But that's why it was important for them to know that. So, so in other words, sounds like they were able to zero in and discover and deal with them. The Rambam, of course, Namiri say it's much more simple than that. It's because they're going to deal with magicians. And you're right, they're not going to put, you know, they're not going to put uh, David Copperfield to death. They're not going to put, you know, uh, you know, Penn and Teller to death. They're going to put people that are really ma- magic so they can really have to know what magic is. Now, somebody, what? Not fighting that. 
Right. So therefore, they need to know Harry what magic Potter. is. They need to know. Maybe they should have done it. But the point <laughs> is, I think the greatest magic trick would be. <laughs> but, but the would point and making teller talk. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, but the point is, is that okay? So they need to know that. Yeah. All right. To what era? So actually, I get the sense from this Rashi that Rabbi Yochanan inserted it because of, of there was a there was like an uptick in people going around, and I, especially the, the reference to Jesus definitely seems to be that it was something Rabbi Yochanan felt we really need. Of course, Rabbi Yochanan lived after the Horman. He hoped there was going to be a, 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 a restoration. But he's actually adding this in a period when there was no Sanhedrin killing anybody. But still, this was important. Okay. Another element here, and again, we could do this all day, but another element here is, and I want to get to my point, not when I will. So, (laughs) (laughs) I know, Jerry Lewis died this week, so, okay. So, anyway, the other element... You know what his, 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 his name was Levish, so I'm wondering. You know, his name was Yosef Levish, and that was the name. My name is Kibble Levish. Many of my relatives changed their name to Levish, so could be. You know, he did. He did grow up here in Newark and Irvington, so we'll see. Maybe we can get. Maybe I can hit his family for the next. Uh... Anyway, so but take a look. Also, the Yodim Shivim Vlosham. They also have to be linguists. And that, of course, doesn't mean every language. Doesn't mean that, oh, you know, oh, he knows Swahili, he knows, right? He needs to know the languages of the people around, right? The people in that area, because people do speak different dialects. The fact that he knew, you know, uh, Romulan or he knew Klingon, <laughs> that's not going to be, that's not going to be a reason that he's going to have to be in the Sanhedrin. It meant was that he has to know what people are saying because witnesses come from all over, okay? That white says Bishop in Russian? What? Instead of Yoke? It says Vyodim Bishivim Lashin, and not Vyodim Shivim Lashin. Right, that's what it means. means? means Shivim Lashin is just another way of saying any possible language the people around would know. Uh, And Rav, that was Rabbi Yochanan. Rav says it's all about brains, fellows. Okay, you have to be able to come up with with an ironclad logic that could make something that everybody knows is taught made to be taught. You have to argue so brilliantly, you have to have such a sharpness of mind that you're able to take something, a, a, a chazer, oh, that's kosher. It's over, it's a, no, no, I'll show you that it's not. And then make people's heads spin with your what seems to be your clear reasoning, which is totally false, but you can do that. You're able to make the argument, even in something which is almost, and we talked about the impossibility to make people argue against their, what, the, what their nature is. That's what Rob is saying here, that you want someone who's really got the brains to do that, uh, who's able to make a, a, a point. I know the, I know you guys, if you did that, Fiomi, there's other perusion, but this is a simple shot. It's ultimate attorney, right? Right, right. Now, okay. All right, so again, let's skip off here to, let's get to the topic. Okay, so we see how important it is to have brilliance, how important it is to have a sense of dignity, a sense of uh, significance. Okay. Now we have this Gemara that came up in Dafiomi, I think, this week. So again, similar to the terms of somebody who is a Zokin, Okay. We'll see what Zokin means. Asiris Mishen Levonim. Um, Asaris is somebody who is who has become castrated, a eunuch, right? Someone who again was in a motorcycle accident, perhaps something that made him impossible to have children. Now, Mishen Levonim seems to be included, but Mishen will see what this means. Saris has to be physical, or even someone who's, who's sterile, who. You're right. A person who's sterile is probably as a dent of a sardis. It doesn't mean necessarily a physical accident occurred, but basically we'll call him a sardis. So it should be included in that, right? So we'll see. Rabbi Yudah says even someone who goes out of his way, right, someone who's known to be an oxer, somebody who, you know, a dog runs on the street and he specifically swerves to hit it, Okay. Uh, somebody who, like, when the spider, you know, the flies come in, I just, he loves, you know, taking those wings off the flies. <laughs> when it comes to a mesis, and this is the question that maybe Yeshu was a mesis or not, here we don't mind. So even here we can actually, and we're talking about mesis at a different time. But here we see the idea that you can't be, that age is an issue. What's wrong with age? 
Why shouldn't we have an age? The Knesset Agdeu points out that some of the greatest were the oldest, right? Rabbi Yochanan Mitzakai, 120 years old. Rabbi Kiva, clearly, he would have been the head of the generation, right? We could have had him. When it was a question of whether he was, he was in his 80s already, when it was a question of whether he should become the head. Um, uh, Hillel also says he was 40 years uh, 40 years studying and then 40 years leadership. Hillel also lived to be 120. So we have a whole slew of, of people who ran the Sanhedrin, or actually the oldest and most significant people that were quite old. And here it's we interestingly enough, we didn't exclude like an Elaim or Cheresh or, or somebody. Right. right. So that so was in, that's why I did that Rashi before. It's implied in the Gemara before, although it's not Mafurish, that a Balmum is an issue. There's many inferences that show that the Gemara is actually, if you remember the Gemara this week, the Gemara actually, right, but the Gemara says maybe it's this only. It's not the shot this and not that. The Gemara says, okay, I don't want to get into that, but if you look in the shock of Ataria, the first thing the Gemara jumps to is that he can't be a Baumul. It's very famous that Ramosha Feinstein uh, was resistant to have a pacemaker put in because he thought there would be a hiskachus of, of the Sanhedrin, and he expected to be sitting on it, and as a person with a, with a mum, he felt he wouldn't be able to, maybe that would be a mum. Now again, it's based again, there is no mission. He's actually very short also. Oh, that's my point. He was quite short. As Right. He, was, he definitely was a good-looking fellow, but he was he was definitely so vertically, I wouldn't call him vertically challenged. Okay. A hard cast a large shadow. Right. That's true. Okay, so again, there's many Gemars. Dilma Mumamish. You look at these Gemars, look at the Maramakramas I sent, you'll see Mumamish is an obvious thing. It's a bigger Kiddush to say you have to be a Miyuchas. But Mumamish was Pasha that you can't be a Balmum and be in the Sanhedrin. It's not, again, Dilma Mumamish only. So, anyway, you'll see. Rashi, important Rashi. Why is it that we say Azalkain can't be in the Sanhedrin? <laughs> Let's talk about what this means for a second. In other words, he's old. His, the age has gotten to, to a point that he forgot what it means to raise his children. Okay. A lot, some of us here have children, some of us don't. Some of us have grandchildren. But I think we, if, we, if we don't have children, we know what type of trouble we cost our parents, right? So... The truth is, human God, it's never supposed to be easy. It's never supposed to be easy uh, raising children. And it, it, it doesn't stop, at least in my case, you know, uh, you know <laughs> I still feel that Sarah and my children, not the grandchildren, Sarah and Gidl are the children themselves. But it isn't just to be painful. What it does is, it creates within the person uh, a sense of compassion. Because the only way you can deal with your children is if you lower your expectations, allow the love to overcome the fact of things they did wrong, and what it builds within you is the idea of compassion for anyone. So the fact that we actually have such problems with our children and going through stuff allows us to be more empathetic to the world. And if we don't have that, we can have the best teachers, and we can be a tremendous scholar, but we're missing that. In other words, this is the gift of the of the pain of children, as much as we see the 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 of Odom and Chava, you know, that this is what man the cross. Sorry for using that metaphor. <laughs> that has to, we've been talking about Jesus a lot, but the cross that man has to has to bear, it actually is a way to bring out even more than you know almost anything else. The element of Rahmanus, the element of compassion. And if a person, for whatever reason, no one's blaming them. He's a Saurus, right? He, he, he tried to have children, he can't. He's a great person, right? He's, he's going to be dedicate the mikvah, whatever they do. Again, the sweetest people in the world sometimes are childless. But there's something about the, the frustration and difficulty of children rearing and managing that. And the ability to overcome that that brings out that factor. It's an incredible principle here. And that's the idea here. So again, so now let's talk about the Zalkir. <clears throat> so he's Shochach Tzar him. In other words, he had children, but he's so far removed from it. What? <laughs> In other words, he forgot what that was. So therefore we say, hey, you forgot, so because of that. Now, um, 
The question now is the following. Okay, so what do we mean Bali Zikno then? Someone who isn't that removed. He has an older look, maybe still having children. Who knows, right? But someone who, in other words, the point is not age so much, it's that by age... In other words, but the lack of Rahmanus from the distance, it's definitely about Rahmanus. Question is, why does an old person not have Rahmanus? Rashi gives you the answer, because he's put child-rearing so much in his past that he's forgotten it, and he therefore he can't... That element is also started to, to, to waste away within him. Now, could this be a reason to tell a person, if he is reached a certain age, to tell him he should resign? Should we try to push the person out? Obviously, do you, well, we'll see. This is a machlekas uh, rishonim. Um, there is a Rashi. Again, it's pretty complicated, so I actually, uh, it'd be easier to, again, if, if you look in, for example, in the Tveris Yisrael, when he talks about this halacha in Haroyos, he says here, Tveris Yisrael, that, the kahai gavna posomili hismanos pisanhedra. In other words, to be appointed. The the Isser is appointing him. But if he's already there, things might be different. Um, the, uh, the, 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 the... Ein Moshivin, right? For a Mesis, quite the contrary. Right, you're right. So he has a job still. In other words, no, you can still bring him back. If you, if you found your Mesis... Bring that old guy back. We want we want the old guy here. He's like, gonna he'll words, definitely he, find he has to excuse himself from capital punishment cases. As opposed to Mesa's cases. Okay, most of what Besnik of Gimel does is capital punishment cases. They might they might do Matos, according to one sheet, or they might do uh, corporal corporal punishment. Uh, the question is will they right. Um, the Meiri and Charnisco the Parket. That's what the Gemara says. The Gemara says you can be an old guy in Charnisco. The Gemara says you don't need that, right? None of the ten, only the number is crucial by Charnisco. Let me show the Meiri here. The, the Meiri, based on the Rambam, says the issue is the Kena Mufleget, which is based on the lashon of the Rambam. We're not talking about. 60 or 7, I don't know, we'll see what Mufleget means. <laughs> but it's really old, right? Zekeda Mufleget, that's what it can't be. Alright, What's what does that mean? Very, very old. So the Miri explains it a little bit better here on Daflam and Vov. Let's take a look. He says, Zokain, um, so he says, um, It has to be, he can't be having having kids, right? The fact that he's still having children, clearly that's okay. Obviously, he might have a nanny, but he's definitely dealing with Sargit Obanam. The Miri says, he doesn't know if it's in his own opinion. In other words, if he was already, it was in the prime of his life, even though he got older, then he can continue to still sit and serve and even deal with most capital cases. Because since he's already been doing it, it's changed him. In other words, though the Miri wants to learn, not like, not right, the Miri wants to learn, similar to the way the Israel says, is that the idea of being an older person on the Sanhedrin is, a, is the initial uh, appointment. The initial appointment can't be of that age. But if he grew into the position and he's been dealing with capital cases, and every single capital case was built on that principle of life-saving, so even though he doesn't have maybe the Teb of Rachmanus when he started, but when you sit on all these cases, it'll bring it out. Because once he's done it, the fact that he's actually been in the system already changes him, despite the fact that he doesn't have the point of reference from his own personal life. That's the sheet of him in his lifetime, then, to the Sanhedrin. Ah. So clearly, once he loses, if he starts losing his mental faculties, right? So let me just end with this. It's going to be one more minute. The Truva was actually written by Rav Yitzchak Nisim, the former chief 
the Rishon Lutzion, the chief Sardic rabbi, the one pre, who, who came before Chocham Abadia. And he actually was uh, dealing with this, and he felt, and I think it might have been uh, instituted in the Israeli court system, he felt that um, it was important for people to recognize who they were, and even from the age of 70, to really contemplate seriously and stepping down. Um, he actually says this, let's go, to, let's go to the very last part of the tshuva, and you'll see where he says that, take a look here, who here at Yomim? Maybe Rabbi Yochanan Zake was different. So he says at the very end, um, Ulam b'dorosenu, the very last paragraph there. Edom anu sharak yichide skula v'hei muatim misugolam lahamshech lamalek tapkitze kedinu kashurim. We see today, as much as you know, we're talking about. I wanted to read a little bit from Harari's book about uh, the new age of, of 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 mankind. We see today that people we don't have such incredible people standing firm in their old age. He says, you can see that the Arachayim, Parshat Sayyidhi, says, your brain, your, your, your reasoning does become less. You can't fight the way you used to do in Torah. You don't have the same emotional uh, intelligence either. You just want to get, get it over with. You don't have that ability to be engaged. Um, and that's why he says that even though your mind is still okay, but it's not misyashev. Uh, it's, even though it's, it's only misyashev. In other words, it becomes sort of, you become timid as it were. So he says, Aflafi, he says, therefore, we know he says it's hard to leave. He says it's very hard once you've had a position to step down. There's many midrashim that say that the Marshal Zerbishuim and Prachia said, when I first was asked to serve, I said, no, no, no way. But now that I've got the job, I'm going to pour hot water on anybody who wants to take, the, take my car keys away. I'm going to stick to the job as much as I can. And, and Rav Nisim says that you, it's clear that it's hard to leave your position. But you know what? When they tell you to leave because you're ill, you shouldn't consider it because the truth is is that you've got to be l'shem shamayim, and therefore you've got to hope that the boyim bim komenu yikachu shem shamayim bisvarosim kamono. The next generation has to be able to come and serve, and they'll be do as, as well as you. You know, the um, just going to end with one little point that uh, I got from today. I was reading here that uh, from this book, and I'm not going to tell you you should read this book, but. Um, one of the things that uh, is written here is this. Um, the physicist Max Planck famously said that science advances one funeral at a time. He meant that only when one generation passes away do new theories have a chance to root out old ones. This is not true not only of science. Think for a moment about your own workplace. No matter whether you're a scholar, journalist, cook, or football player, how would you feel if your boss was 120, his ideas were formulated when Victoria was still queen, and he was likely to say your boss, this is if people are going to live that long. The point, though, is, is that there is an idea of making room for the next generation. So, of course, with the Yochanan Menzakai, Hillel, those people were irreplaceable, and maybe they have to be there. But even Yochanan Menzakai stepped down and had Rebbe Leal take over. So, we don't, we're not going to push you out. The person needs to know himself. Okay. Thank you. Jesus, maybe, coming. So, okay. so, you're suggesting Queen Elizabeth uh, pass it over for...